I think, yeah, like the biggest takeaway for me that day was this crossover of scientists and academics that come out from town and these farmers and like, it was just this meeting of minds and the, so hard to define that energy of that day. Welcome to the Quorum Sense podcast, where we explore how New Zealand farmers are creating more resilient, regenerative and enjoyable farming systems. I'm John O'Frew. And I'm Duncan Hum. Today, we're talking the genesis of Quorum Sense, where it all began, how it started, and luckily Jono and I are joined by local organic farmer, Tim Chamberlain, where the magic all began. This is going to be a pretty cool episode. We've got Tim Chamberlain on the line. He's in a, in a tractor. He's, um, I'm not actually sure what he's doing in the tractor. We'll soon find out. And um, uh, we're going to be having a discussion for you, the listeners, to have a bit of an understanding of Duncan and I and, and sort of get to know Duncan and I as the host of the Quorum Sentence podcast, tell a bit about our story and also talk about the, I guess, the genesis of, of Quorum Sense, um, the very early days. So we've got Tim Chamberlain coming live from the tractor. There will be some noise. Um, just bear with us. And so, Tim, would you like to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about a bit about what you um, what you do? Yeah, sure. Well, what I'm doing at the moment is just weeding some um, echinacea. So we grow echinacea for the roots for a company in um, Auckland, and they make tinctures to cotton coals out of the roots and. Uh, so John rang me this morning and said, I want to be on um, call and I'm going at about, I don't know, two kilometres an hour. So, you know, it wasn't a bad offer. So it's good stimulation. You know, that's right. You know, with national radio, all my favourites on Spotify for talking <laughs> to you guys, so I'm giving that a go. Uh, we farm at Leaston and we have uh, 180 hectares here. And we've been doing organic since 1986. I think our first organic certification was. And over that time, I suppose it's, it's been fascinating in that I've been able to do a whole lot of things that have really interested me in a business and farming sort of sense. I'm involved with another couple of other businesses. One's a farming venture up in North Canterbury that we started. Uh, about 12 years ago, three of us, and we now have six of us involved in that. And that has about 15,000 stock units and about 250, 300 hectares of animal cropping operation. And that farm likely going to get a wind farm in the next few years. And with the cropping operation, we've started from scratch pretty much, um, bringing civets and, uh, Scans and water things. So I'm 62 years old and it's just been a really interesting journey. And uh, you've asked me to give a little bit of um, stuff to So we have two or three people usually working on our Heart Street farm. And Dono appeared one day working for the local space on sector. And um, we were just needing a bit of help and Jono said he was leaving so just on that uh, with organic um, we can use um, a conventional spray rig if it's you know triple rinse or something like that and I'm particularly bad at following instructions and so the need thing to do with spraying I've tried to not get too involved with that but so anyway Jono arrived he was 
leaving the job, I said, oh, do you want to join a job? <laughs> and so that's how that started. And, uh, yeah, and so Donna was with us for a couple of years and um, has gone on to do the sport and sense and everything that he's doing. And uh, you know, I can't think anything else other than I'm delighted. And, it's, you know, for me, it's a really interesting conversation, a necessary conversation if we're going to deal with a whole lot of problems, I think, that we as a species are going to have to sort out. So uh, that's probably my introduction. Wow. What do you think of that, Dunk? <laughs> that's awesome, eh? Like, that's a bit of a clangor, actually, there, Tim. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it is something we've got to deal with um, quite urgently, actually. So that's a, a good way to bring it into the conversation. Um, I guess, Tim, you know, your operation fascinated me from the first time I went there and it was, you know, first one of the first Quorum Sense field days that I got asked along to and it was a fascinating, it just blew my mind around your farm, like the diversity of the crops, you know, you touched on the echinacea and, but you're up to some pretty cool things, uh, like the barley juicing and uh, how you're going about uh, dealing with all, you know, like an intensive pretty intensive cropping operation organically and long term as well because fascinating to me is you know like a lot of these things are perceived as being quite new and quite out there so it's quite amazing when you see these people around that have just been chiseling away for ages that have been just doing it mm. and have established these systems here and you know here in this country and um that's quite exciting and um I think yeah, the fir- the first time we were at your place was uh, when Jonathan Lundgren was over from the states and happened we happened to he kind of come along just to join in the field day, but he kind of became the field day, um, which was pretty you know it was a bit off piece, but it just the way it was the way it evolved and um, you know it was the first time for myself walking through like a diverse pasture that was like at a level well beyond my comprehension previously and um, especially in an organic system, organic setup and um, like there was all these pasture species I'd never seen in my life despite being on the, on the farm from when I could walk. Um, it was all so new and so just mind-blowing and quite scary at the same time to have to actually ask people, well, what's, what's this? Plant, yeah, and <laughs> that can't be clover. No, oh, yeah, like oh, I mean, that was the biggest mind blowing thing. Is like you know, people always freak out about having cattle on heavy, you know, clover, do- clover and dominated pastures, and then we were walking through this clover that was like freakishly massive. Like I think like the stems were like the size of your thumb. And I'd never seen anything like it, and uh, it was. So cool, and then to have you remember, like Steve Ratton and yeah, all these other academics were there that they had no idea, you know. And I actually quite was quite close to not going because I had a lot on at the time, a lot on my plate. But I made you know, I made the commitment to go, and I didn't know who this Jonathan John Lundgren, who the hell is he? Um, and so glad of you know, that we that was like my first introduction to this quorum sense thing, and I've obviously been reading through Nigel Greenwood. What this John O'Free Fru fellow was up to, and he sounded pretty interesting and a bit crazy, but <laughs> it was like I had to figure out who he was. And so, it was all these people we started crossing paths with. And um, I think, yeah, like the biggest the biggest takeaway for me that day was um, this crossover of 
scientists and academics that come out from town and these farmers and uh, it was just this meeting of minds and the so hard to define that energy of that day and that you know that obviously that night down we had that barbecue down at the creek at your place tum obviously enjoyed your hospitality um much later than what we'd intended to <laughs> and um yeah even like Belsky had come up from DNC, I think. That he, day, he, did yeah. he drive home that night or something? I think they were staying locally. I don't quote mm. me on that one, but that was the first time we met, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, in person. Yeah, and yeah, you, it's interesting. Yeah, how do you describe that day? Well, it was, it, yeah, it was. It was just perfectly symbiotic. Like all the academics and the farmers, there was no like separation. Everyone was mm. just in there, supportive of each other. And I remember Steve Ratton saying to me, like, um, this is just incredible. And, you know, how long has he been in the industry for? Yeah. Just to see farmers, academia, scientists all coming together for the one thing that, you know, we all have in common, which is soil. Yeah. Soil and crops and mm. the whole system and, you know, kept it off nicely, obviously, down that creek. Because, um, obviously, you know, I didn't know about this Hearts Creek before and you know you kind of you know if you believe what's in the media about all these polluted lowland canterbury rivers and stuff and we were down there we were drinking out of yeah. this thing and we smell those trout we saw yeah and, man um just the clarity of that water coming out of that place and um you know it's real credit to your tum to be you know looking after that um or well, you're part of it um so well um it's pretty exciting well, actually, that's that's a great sort of um, caveat to uh, bring on, um, well, bring to the into the discussion. Um, PG Peter Chamberlain, which is Tim's dad, who um, he's had a lot to do with uh, the Hearts Creek Care Group, which have you know done an amazing job at cleaning up Hearts Creek, like an absolutely phenomenal job. Um, for those of you that are interested, check out the Hearts Creek care group on uh google and you'll see some really cool videos but um also pg you know obviously taught tim a great deal and tim can maybe talk a bit more about that but he was actually um he's almost pg's almost responsible for us being here right now and it sounds weird but that's before quorum sense was started um pg was telling me about a discussion group that he and about six other farmers were involved in when he was sort of in his in his twenties and thirties, and um, how impactful it was for him just having this small group of people. And I believe back then it was even it possibly was even funded by um, possibly a government. Don't quote me um, to get in even you know facilitators and speakers and things. I guess maybe similar to the likes of the RNPP groups today, but back then. Um, just having a group, like a sounding board of people to share with and learn from. And I thought to myself, after being in the space of doing everything as the prescription tells us to and, and you know, what we label conventional agriculture, it's all it's all there available. The recipe, it's really easy to follow. But when I went and, and started managing Tim's farm, it was like all of a sudden I had to learn everything completely from scratch. Like I didn't have the chemicals to re- rely on. Um, we're stepping out of monocrops and into diversity. That was a complete shift in my mindset. Um, but then, as as part of that, you know, for those of you that don't know, like my my, my um, stepfather's a, a chemical applicator, and in fact, bought the company that I left to go and run Tim's farm. Um, and so my family, uh, my family, and and you know the the people around me are very much not 
and and I'll say were not that interested in organics. You know, it was all the stereotypical no things thrown at job. me. Oh no, it was like uh, you know, uh, oh yeah, you're going to be a hippie now, and where's your where's your flax jandals and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, it felt like I didn't belong. Like I had to, and so with that, there wasn't anyone around me to sort of share with. You know, I had Tim there and I had PG there, and then I remember meeting Simon Osborne. And then through Tim meeting Nigel Greenwood and then hearing PG, Tim's dad, share about this little group, I thought, well, that's it. We'll we'll start a group. And there was a few other personal reasons that led me to do something like start um, start a group up. And um, and and so that was it. I rang, rang Simon and I rang Nigel. And within a couple of weeks, we had a field day at Hearts Creek. Tim, when I ran the idea by Tim, he was really supportive. Um, and and even said you know why don't you have it here in the workshop and um and so we did and I thought there was like 20 people turned up from all around the sort of region and we wrote some values on the wall of the workshop at Hutts Creek um of what we wanted to learn and discuss as a group and there was no name for the group back then I remember the going through that naming process um in the chat yeah. and yeah, it took a while to come come to come to quorum sense, didn't it? But yeah, yeah, it was quite quite amazing. Did you? I mean, because obviously I wasn't at that meeting, John and Tim. But did you guys sort of have a bit of an idea at the time? You know, when you had that one, like you were starting to lay the platform for a group, or was it just kind of a ideas session about what it might look like, or was it was there some actual sort of fixed idea of what it was, what you were all hoping it to look like, and did it evolve as that meeting went on? Or There was no attachment to what it would look like. It was really an ideas-gathering thing, like what does the community want? Yep. Um, we didn't sort of use the term regenerative agriculture or anything like that. It was just sort of like biological, ecological. Obviously, I was organic at that time, so... Um, it was just a, a bringing together of people to discuss, discuss things that weren't so mainstream. Yeah, yeah. So just a group of farmers talking about Do you remember, Tim? Like, do you remember what I came to you with? Not particularly. No. <laughs> no, um, I, I kind of, kind of, um, I think you kind of got it. It was just, you know, have a field day and see what happens, you know. Mm. And, um, yeah. Is that stuff still on the wall at, at the workshop? I got no idea. I did take photos of it. But really quite profound what happened from then. And that, that event that we're talking about yeah. with, with John Lundgren was... Because it, it, like it was pretty quickly after it, wasn't yeah. it? That John was in the neighbor. Yeah. I can't remember why he was in the... He was in the country to do some sort of conference or something at Lincoln. And he just happened to have a spare oh, weekend. And someone met, someone was like, oh, you should come out and... Yeah, come out here, and there's these bunch of farmers that are talking about biological stuff. So you're like a, you know, you're into that. So turn up, and he he had a spare weekend, and he was keen, and um, away she went. And he had two students with him as well. Oh, those two guys, PhD, I can't remember their names, but those were, they are cool. Eh? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and the barbecue down at Hearts Creek. Um, let's try and paint a picture for the audience. Is um, Hearts Creek's like an artesian fed creek it's now beautifully clean like unreal just 
pristine and down the back of Hart's Creek there's a what we call the picnic area and Tim um, and his family have a little area where there's uh, some wooden benches there's a massive old stone saw blade that's hanging from a pulley on a tree um, bound by number eight wire that we would light a fire underneath and lower the massive, you know, this thing would be, how big would that thing be? It was huge oh. in inches. That must be 40 inches or oh, something. You'd count it in feet. It'd be five, six foot wide. Massive heavy. saw blade, r- r- round circle, circular saw blade, and we'd lower it down onto the fire and we'd throw our snags. And, and I think actually Tim bought down a lot of meat from up at Mount Cass, the, the Wash Creek meat stuff, um, and it was just you yeah. Know. I remember that steak. <laughs> I will not forget that steak. <laughs> so good. And then a few beers, and and then we're off for a wander through the paddocks, checking out the bulls, and um, and then even um, Jonathan and the boys actually came and crashed at my house, which was just like that was to me just like the most profound thing. Like we actually got to know them as people, not just as these experts yep. in the field. Like, and that was that was life changing. Yeah, it for wasn't me. just like a the start of the field day. You know, you could see him just sort of warming up. It was very much a you know from a I'm a scientist and talking about sciencey stuff to later on that evening once he got a few beers in him and you know loosened up and we moved away from you know farming environmental stuff to you know drilling down into who we were and what we're about and I honestly wish I'd got. Really steamed that night, so I couldn't drive home, so I could come <laughs> crash at your place as well. You would have been more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I can't remember why. I think I was velveting or something the next day, so I had to had to bolt home, and unfortunately. But but that's been like a really massive part of Quorum Sense, and why it's been so impactful is we don't limit things to mm. the farm gate. You know, we're actually talking about life, like to to a lot of Quorum Sense's members, and certainly in that at that time when we're all. Um, you know, I guess early, and it was some of us were early in our in our journey. Um, it, it there was no separation. Like this was life. Like mm. farming was the hobby. It was the interest. It was you know the kids are out there. Certainly with me anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think farmers often left with having had the opportunity to offload anything that they needed to offload and talk about anything they. And just through even hearing someone else talk about what they're dealing with at that time, whether it be on the farm related or personal, it just sort of created the space of, of, and that was what we always set as a foundation of Quorum Sense was that it was a space for people to share where there was no fear of, of judgment, exploitation, you know, being made wrong. Everything was sort of valid and I think... You know, in farming, that's that's something that that is well not only massively crucial but also reasonably rare to find. Mm. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, I remember coming home from this field day, you know, talking pretty deeply with. Remember, I had a pretty hard out one on one chat with this Belsky fella who I'd never heard, really heard of before, and yeah, we jumped down some rabbit holes that was like, well, this isn't like a normal farm field day. And it says a complete stranger from sheep farmer from South Otago. And, yeah, here we were talking about all the stuff. And it was, you know, that, I think it was like the whole layer of farming that's missing in that community. Um, and just that openness is just something I've never had never experienced. And mm. that's been like a massive part of my personal growth. Um, these last couple of years and you know it's hard to believe it was only like 
not even two years ago, only just two years ago, uh, that all this has rolled off and, um, yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so we started then. We had that massive field. That, that field day was huge. We we had a – I remember the, the naming thing was a challenge. Um, and it was actually uh, – we, we named Quorum Sense – Quorum Sense in the in the Hearts Creek uh, farm office, and it was Nigel Greenwood, Simon Osborne, and I, and we had all these ideas we'd put out to the community about you know what could we name it, and uh, after three hours, and uh, I don't know if Tim knew that it was three hours I spent in the office talking with these guys, but <laughs> it was three hours, and um, and we came out with with Quorum Sense, and it, it just we we all left just like yes that is it, and. Sure, we thought, yes, it's quite different and people are going to think, what on earth is that? But mm. we knew we were quite different and we weren't trying to conform. It was the idea. It was kind of Simon Osborne that really just tripped on that, wasn't it? And it I mean, was. At that point, I had no idea what the heck quorum sensing actually was. So it wasn't until Simon explained it uh, in the chat um, about what quorum sensing actually is. I was like, well, this is just the perfect fit for the name of this group and, yeah, you know, it had my vote right then and there, so it was pretty cool. So, Johnny, you do a pretty good job of explaining what quorum sensing is. <clears throat> so do you want to give us a quick snippet of what quorum sensing is and, how, you know, mm. I think once people understand that, they'll sort of get a bit more about what, what, what and the why yeah, this group is named after it. Why it fits so I think well. It so well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's cool. So the way that um, that worked for me uh, when I was diving into quorum sensing and what this phenomenon was all about was basically it's it's a, a phenomenon um, which happens when you get a community or a quorum. Um, whether it be in a soil biology community or a, in an animal community, wildlife, or or even in, up in the human uh, communities, is where we get a level of threshold, a, a threshold of diversity that's reached, where all of a sudden um, the the diversity is such that we have this amazing um, these amazing outcomes come from those communities. Um, and and like for instance in the soil, it's literally where the microbial diversity gets to a level where all of a sudden they're all working symbiotically together, all these different strengths and um, all these different uh, you know contributions to the community, where literally uh, molecules start to fire and 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 um, things start happening that are quite unexplainable. So that to us resonated as a group because what we're discovering as a group was like all these different people coming together contributing to the group you know all of us bringing our different perspectives and people were always blown away by the outcomes or, or what they would leave our discussions with they were always sort of like what on earth just happened <laughs> you know like and we always said that we'd never plan our discussions it was always like we'd just turn up sometimes there'd be two or three discussions going on at any one point but you're always sort of left with like wow that and so quorum sense it was it was mm. it was sort of a derivative of the quorum sensing phenomenon but we wanted to just put a twist on it and so it was like quorum sense and you, yeah simon brought it up beautifully it was just because it was it just was made sense it was just common yeah. sense quorum sense yeah and i think that's quite an important thing in this whole realm or whatever it is that um the 
all these little things in isolation, whether it's in like a human community level or a plant community level or soil organism level, all those little things in isolation don't necessarily amount to much. And no. so, you know, so like whether it's people working away in isolation and, um, um, you know, like you could work away by yourselves for so many years and your pro- rate of progress is so little, but yeah. when all these different people come together and you start firing all these ideas off and learning from other people and, you know, obviously that's where this whole momentum in New Zealand's come from is this just this explosion of enthusiasm and momentum and energy of people learning from each other and that's so powerful yeah. and, and and I guess it's amazing down here in this context of you know least in Southbridge neck of the woods where you guys all were like I mean you didn't even know Nigel or Simon or all these and I think Tim did you you knew Simon and Nigel obviously through your um, other groups and things like that but um, you know, a lot of these guys down there, most of the time, didn't know the other that existed. You know, drive right past so and so's farm, and they didn't even know what old mate was in there and was up to. And it wasn't until they, you know, sort of all met up at these field days that they were like, oh, oh, you're up to that. And then it was amazing for me too. Like all these people around Canterbury that, you know, just didn't even know you didn't know they existed or what they were up to. And um, yeah, all of a sudden they were together and information was being freely traded and, you know, like a lot of field days, you know, I've been to a lot of field days over my years and, you know, some people are quite guarded and, you know, they don't, they'll tell you a bit, but then they won't necessarily give you the whole thing mm. because, you know, they're giving away like their competitive advantage. And, well, they're scared uh, of being judged. Yeah, well, that yeah. too. There's probably more that than, um, so it's kind of cool when you have this, you know, I think that's the, one of the defining things of the group is this open, open source learning mm. that, and I guess social media has kind of played a big part in that because I mean, there's quite a few people in the group that don't necessarily like social media or it's negative, negative influences, but it's been a, like a big, massive key to it, hasn't it? That um, all these people have come together and we've got this regular network online as well as physically that that momentum just can't, stop stop yeah. because it's just always boiling away um summering away and um yeah pretty powerful stuff yeah that's that's for those of you that don't know so from there we created the group uh we had a number of field days and then there was one field day where it was like right how do we keep the discussion going between field days and so someone suggested whatsapp and i'd never used whatsapp before and, either. and a lot of people that are in the group never had whatsapp but we, we chose whatsapp as the forum and um it just became so active. We always sort of limited the the people that join the WhatsApp group. We call it the call group because we sort of kept it as like the the core hub or the family actually of quorum sense. And so even to this day, after a few years now, it's still only at about 110 members. Whereas the Facebook group, which we uh you know we we open to everyone, has over 3,000 members now. Um, and so over the years, it just became field days. Um, linked up by WhatsApp discussions, then all of a sudden the WhatsApp discussions became really powerful because mm. all of a sudden you were never alone, even between the groups. It was like no matter where you were on the farm, well, you know, apart from those guys that perhaps don't have reception, but um, you were able to ask a question live at any time or show an observation that you discovered or 
I mean, I remember like, because obviously like with my professional life, I really struggled to get to all the field days. And so like, it was so cool being able to keep an eye, you know, when you're not there present, um, especially like Jono's commentary in the chat of field days was like so cool to see what was actually going on and yeah, ask a question or, you know, ask them about some particular aspect or, um, so that was kind of cool that for those that couldn't make it, uh, you know, particularly like those in the North Island or myself and, um, you know, like you feel like you're kind of there, um, without actually being there. And that, that was cool. And I suppose, you know, we always go home from field, not necessarily corner sense field days, but any field days and you'll be kind of like, oh yeah, there was that so-and-so down the back said something about this. And I was like, I meant to go and talk to them later and I didn't catch their name. And then you'll see them pop up later in the chat. So you're like, boom, that was the person I needed to talk to. And so you can either, you know, like ring them up personally, message them personally, or, um, you know, while the idea is boiling and it's fresh in your mind, you can have that conversation and away you go. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, some pretty cool projects have kicked off as a result of that. <laughs> Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like then starting to get a bit of feedback from the from the group members about how, you know, much of a difference it's been for them just to have that sounding board or just that, that you know, between field days obviously and, and for those that were able to attend. Um, I remember having people reach out to me just like, what, like guys that have been farming for decades, guys that you'd, you know, never think would be on WhatsApp or anything like that, but, um, you know, went through the motions of downloading the app and whatever, getting over what had them not be interested in it and, and discovering the, the the group and the energy that comes from the group because that's a lot of what has made Quorum Sense what it is now was just that energy is just unmistakable. Even when it's just online, it's 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 always buzzing. It's always there. Yeah. You know, you, you know what I mean? When you miss a day, you get out of reception or you go away with the family for a day and you come back and you've got 120 <laughs> messages to catch up on. <laughs> Um, but guys coming in and sharing like the difference that has made for them in their in their in their whole farming, you know, not just their farming life, but their whole life, just to have that feeling that they're not alone, you know, yes. that they're actually they belong to a group. They're not weird. They're not, you know, that was massive for me. I when I went and left the conventional, you know, agronomy space and far, and um, the local chemical company and managed Tim's farm, the organic farm. A lot of my friends actually actually you know more or less wrote me off they were sort of like oh Jono's bloody lost it he's walked off the mat yeah seriously and 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 I remember um and then you know a lot of you will know I I actually went through a marriage separation at the same time about a year after working for Tim and then and then starting Quorum Sense at about that same time it was just this perfect storm of events that led me to uh I guess taking a stand and, and and creating this group for um you know probably more at the time it was probably more for myself than it was for anyone else. And then all of a sudden realizing that, hey, I'm not the only one that feels they need someone else to talk to. And for me, going from being almost, I won't say ostracized, but I definitely had friends becoming less communicative with me when I when I took on the organic farm. Because um, you know what I mean about, people, like certainly for me, when the game I was in with chemicals and that was like someone says organics, it's like mm, bloody weirdos, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so all of a sudden I belonged to something, and it was like fun and exciting, and it, it literally changed my life to the point where now my life's like unrecognizable. Like, would you say that that's pretty fair to say, Tim, from the dude that came up your driveway in a sprayer to to you know what you see now? Yeah, well, you know, we all 
change our interest as time goes on. I think it's all pretty, I don't know what to say really, you know. Yeah. And what about, Tim, for you, you know, Quorum Sense now, Charitable Trust, um, you know, we're doing this podcast now, we're doing some pretty cool stuff. There's a team of guys that actually work full-time for Quorum Sense. It's quite profound. Um, what's it been like for you, Tim, being sort of one of the, you know, I guess, like if it wasn't for you allowing for that time and, and for people to come onto Hutts Creek Farm to have those initial discussions, um, we wouldn't be here now, but for you, sort of watching from um, often a distance, what's it been like for you, sort of watching Quorum Sense develop and grow? We've had a few discussions on it, but keen to hear it in your words. Well, uh, it's just I, I just think it's really useful, that's all. And it's kind of cool that um, had, had a little bit to do with that just in the beginning. And um, I'm a bit of a boy here. I, I look at it all and, you know, I reckon... Um, Whenever you start something new, you know, there's always plenty of mistakes to make. And I'm always fascinated by the speed now of things. And you know, when we first started out organic, whatever it was, 30 something years ago, uh, we had a core group um, of people that shared ideas. And, and that was hugely important to me. And, you know, at the time, the, uh, the, the fact that we were situated where we were because um, it wasn't a toll call to Lincoln. I reckon if it had been a toll call to Lincoln and Bob Crowder at the time, it would have been really difficult to get the information I needed to get, you know, and to have those conversations. And now to be in the world where WhatsApp, you know, you can chat anyone anywhere in the world at any time for free. You know, that whole ability of information just to flow and um, you know they have a hundred people involved in the discussion on the um, quarter cent um, you know WhatsApp and you know just to see the floating of ideas and you know fascinating, fascinating I reckon certainly does like it's um, it's amazing the stuff that like studies and I, I guess like the big one for me recently is like when you People who are quite often will drop a some sort of you know be like some sort of science paper, you know, like the academics in the group and or farmers who are really doing a deep dive on something will trip over a piece of science from somewhere because I mean like us Joe Bloggs farmers we're too busy to go looking for this stuff generally, um, and then but then there's all these people in that group who are you know they're all doing their research and or they'll trip over things that's of interest and. Um, even just that ability of someone will find a paper on something and quite often, you know, like Murph is really good on like, I suppose like weed and plant identification is a big one in the group. Someone will take a photo of something they've never seen that, but like, what, what's the, what, <laughs> anyone know what this plant is or this weed, what it is? And then, well, it's in, uh, especially uh, insects, uh, stuff like that. What is this? And uh, someone, someone will know. And then even the same, like with a lot of those um, papers, um, some piece of science that someone trips over and they'll be like, oh, man, there's some heavy reading in here. And Murph, you know, if Murph's got time, he'll have a quick read and be basically give a executive summary that breaks it down into farmer speak so well. And then so everyone can kind of get the gist of it. And it's there kind of in the chat. If you search it in the chat, um, you can bring it up later. and. 
it's pretty cool to have like that level of ability you know that connection to a scientist or someone in that expert vein and it's the same too like that jonathan lundgren day as we're walking around someone was like oh you know it'd be like particularly like a farmer would be like oh why can't it'd be so cool if someone could research this and like might have been Steve or John or Murph. We'll be like, oh, you know that you we know, did that. We yeah. did that. It's been back done in, back in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, you know? they'll be like, well, <laughs> what was the guts of that then? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was a terrible idea. Or this, yeah. oh no, that one that was something you guys need to learn or whatever. It was, you know. So that, there's that level of just, you know, and that and that just accelerates that learning and uh, pretty powerful stuff. And you may not obviously, I pushed the boat. Boat out pr- uh, much harder, like at home, the stuff I went home wanting to try um, and did a few things that year that were like I would never have tried just through lack of knowledge and experience and confidence mm. to tackle it. So that was, yeah, that was the start of a pretty big change in mindset for us beyond what we're already doing. So mm. it's pretty cool. So, And now to see the conversation really picking up on the Facebook group now, like it's... um yeah. 3,000 members, it's going ballistic, you know, we're admins for that and it's just all day, you know, approving posts and yeah, it takes, you know, nothing like the other things you're involved with, Dunk, but like for me being there from the start, it's just like, well, it's almost at the point where it's almost equally as difficult to keep up or, you know, it takes an it equal hard, uh, yeah. amount of commitment to keep up with then, then the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Um, and don't we take it for granted, like just hearing Tim then talk about the Back in the days, it was it was mm. a case of making a toll call and, or you know, possibly and and um, you know, here we are. We've got all this information all on our fingertips. That's the same too. We touched on that when we did the Mike Porter podcast. Um, you know, when he started his journey about how hard information was to get, uh, and you know how isolated he was through his journey, and um, you know the tenacity of the man to be able to just stick at it and just keep going, keep learning, was pretty cool. So, And now being able to provide a platform where he can share his mm. his learning like he does, you know, he's massively mm. proactive or that's not the word, active in the, in, the, in the group and all of a sudden hundreds of people are learning from, from guys like Mike. It's, it's just, it is amazingly mm. powerful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's very quite hard to describe it, really, isn't it? But it's um, yeah, pretty profound um, sort of a thing. So uh, quite amazing. Mm. 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 And now the podcast, and we, you know, we're we're doing for those of you that have been to a quorum since um, field day, we're doing more of those. Um, getting now into the North Island is really exciting. Uh, the for those of you that be, been to the quorum exchange, we've had a couple of those now, which is sort of our. Uh, summits where we have multiple speakers coming along and learning we just you know evidently we've learned the power of bringing people together and now we're just exploring you know ways in which we can increase the capacity for quorum sense to i guess hold those spaces and create those platforms for people to come in and get a bit of inspiration because isn't that just equally as important as, as learning we're sort of you've got to have that uh inspiration that strikes an interest, you know, if, if you're not like from back in my school days, uh, I learned very quickly that if you're not interested in something, you don't learn very well. Yes. I think too, it also speaks, you know, we need to kind of acknowledge like the involvement with Quorum Sense where we're at now of like MPI's involvement mm. and their interest in it. And obviously, they saw something pretty early on that struck a chord with, you know, they had, and I suppose it goes back to our previous government as well, having the inclination to want to, 
learn more about this for where agriculture in this country is going to go mm. and to have for them to be to look at our group and say well these guys you know there's no point us trying to replicate it or whatever so it's really cool that they come on board and um wanted to work together to um you know to sort of really facilitate this peer-to-peer learning yeah you know, the ground I, don't, I, I don't think we can really say farmer to farmer learning because there's more than just farmers in the groups which is pretty exciting but um so yeah it's definitely a peer-to-peer platform and it's cool that they really want to be involved and you know they're learning just as much and it's been fantastic when you know they've been out um on farm with us to try and make sure we weren't completely lunatics yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> you know that it was all you know everything science-based and um yeah outcomes based the seeing outcomes the results based, yeah, yeah. getting a feel for it it's not all it's not all hippie you know theory stuff is it yeah, it's, um, yeah. at the end of the day all, all these guys are learning how to be more profitable they're learning how to make more out of their out of their land and, and in return you know make sure they're doing their part as stewards of the land that that you know we're not degrading those resources we're actually not just increasing the farm within the farm boundary we're increasing wider you know ecosystems and communities through more and more people taking on these these um you know yeah. soil health principles it's particularly like from a farm point of view like for myself i used to kind of look at the farm was just a series of paddocks and it was like the crop in that paddock was the thing we were looking at and talking about but then now we're sort of like i'm looking at my farm like from the very outside of the boundary and and I'm looking at all those tree rows and what is the wider ecosystem that we're responsible for um, and enha- you know, enhancing that mm. outside the paddock to also help inside the paddock and vice versa. Um, so look, we've got to look at the, the bigger picture as this wider ecological system that we are responsible for mm. and we're trying to improve. So, or, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool. So I guess you could say, um, you know, it's it's very much a case of watch this space now. You know, the last two years for Quorum Sentence has been just nothing but traction and progression and at a at a phenomenal rate. Like, you know, Tim, um, as he said, just watching things grow and, and develop at the rate at which it has. Um, and now with the support of MPI, um, which was a massive feat, and we've got a lot of people to be thankful for that um, within our team. Um, and just an amazing team that we do have, like mm. wow, um, and and you know Duncan and I being board members of of Quorum Sense, and you guys will get to know the other board members as we um, come out with more episodes. But for now, it's really exciting for me um, from being there right from the start. Um, what there is to look forward to, Quorum Sense taking on, getting into the North Island, um, looking at getting uh, more localized hubs of of uh, groups together, farmers together. It's um it's very very exciting. Yes. And with that, I suppose we'd better get wrapped up because we've, again, run very much over time. <laughs> We're making a habit of that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess Tim will take the opportunity to thank you for coming along um, for a bit of a yarn and to be a part of it. And hopefully we've filled in your um, your mind space as you're trundling along there with your weeder um, today. So, um, you know, really thank you for all your efforts, uh, you know, and involvement of this group and then also for coming along today and, um having a bit of a chat so thank you no the time is perfect i've finished i'm back in the yard (laughs) (laughs) awesome and yeah johnny thanks for again 
sitting beside me and oh. uh, haven't done enough together. It's a pretty cool wee, cool wee trip. It so, is, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll uh, say thank you for listening if you've come this far and watch out for more. Yeah. Watch the space. Cheers, Dane. Cheers, Johnny. This podcast was supported by MPI's Productive and Sustainable Land Use Extension Services Fund. The information, opinions and ideas presented in this podcast are for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. Any reliance on the content provided is done at your own risk. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Quorum Sense podcast. Subscribe, share, and if you have any comments, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at podcast at quorumsense.org.nz or visit the quorumsense.org.nz website where you can also access past episodes. We hope you have an enjoyable week and that you've got something of real value from this podcast. Be sure to join us for the next exciting episode. We'll see you then.